I'm Adam, he's Jared, and welcome everyone to the Thrill Me podcast. It's a double bill tonight, mate. Mm. Two movies for the price of one. Yes. Predators 2 and Predator, uh, Predators, sorry. These were actually brought up by our um, mate over in the UK, Alistair. He contacted us just recently, got good taste in films. Very good taste. Very good taste. He also mentioned the Alien series and the two Thing films. But in light of that contact from Alistair, we're going to actually do these two movies as a double bill. But before we get to that, what have you been watching recently, mate? Can I just uh, compliment you on your openings there? Mixing it up, mate. Rock solid, mate. Don't worry. Soon there'll be another, there'll be an MC. We'll get a sort of a lead in. There'll be some music. Knock, knock. Who's there? It's a thrill me podcast. Things like that. Most people will be going, fuck off. Don't (laughs) answer the door. (laughs) Just another little side note. Gibbo was um, primed to, uh, in the, he was in the run-on side initially. Yeah, primed. He's, he was absolutely filthy that he missed the first <laughs> Predator, and uh, circumstances have conspired against him all year. He's on the injured reserve, literally. Yeah, he's he's done himself down. a mischief. He's gone down with a knee injury. Um, so he's going to miss this one too, and we're not going to hear the end of it when yeah. he gets back on here. So um, we'll uh, we'll hope that he can sort of... Let the rage go. Yeah, just, just sort while of... While he's rehabbing. Did a little bit of meditation or something while he's laid up. <laughs> Some yoga, something. Breathing exercises. Gibbo, mm. just relax, mate. Right. I watched... Uh, I went to the cinemas. Did you? For Did the first you? time in a while. To see Everest. Yep. On the um, extreme screen. Not bad. Not okay. a bad movie. Very much uh, a cinematic film. Uh, from the sound and the, and the, the visual stuff. I'd read the book that it was based on and seen the documentary. I found the documentary in the book far better yep. uh, because the emotional stuff in the movie is good. It's well done, but it's not the same as hearing the same incident being told by the people who are actually there. Some good actors, really good actors, a really strong cast, and um, I thought um, people like Kira Knightley and that did really well in the New Zealand accent stakes. Right. Overall, pretty solid film. And I'd recommend you check it out. If you get the chance to check it out, check it out on the big screen. Yeah, look, I'll probably skip that. <laughs> I'll take it. DVD? I'll, I'll check Blu-ray? it out. Yeah, I'll check it out on, on uh, well, hopefully Netflix. I don't want to pay for it. Okay, fine. Well, I don't well, want yeah, to pay anything. I pay anything more than I'm already paying. But um, the way Netflix is going, it won't even be on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get some other knockoff. Though. Yeah. We'll get some other. From um, the asylum. Yeah, exactly. We'll get something. I also saw Kung Fu Elliot. Mm, right. Fuck. Yeah. What was that all about? I don't know. I don't oh, honest know. to goodness, was that a fucking G up? I, I Yeah, I'm still thinking, like, I'm not 100% certain that it wasn't all put on. For everyone who doesn't want to see this movie, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I can tell you what it's about. The masses that don't want to watch it's it. It's about this clown in Canada who, he said he was a seven-time kung fu champ, wasn't he? Kickboxing. kickboxing seven-time national kickboxing champion. National, so not just out in, you know, out in the ta- his town or whatever. Never Nationally... Proven. Yeah, within Never Canada. He had a trophy. I think he made it up himself. I think, I think so. <laughs> done himself. Basically, he wanted to be Canada's first action star, down the same lines as the Van Damme Seagal type. Mm. And he was flogging, he was making his own movies. And yeah, They killed okay. my cat or something like yeah, that? Yeah, they killed my cat and he was making his most recent opus, like in a blood <laughs> fist or something. Yeah. <laughs> and during that 40 minutes or 45 minutes, I got a couple of chuckles. Yeah, and uh, you got a sense that it was actually just going to be one of those kind of 
in one of those oddly sort of inspiring. Yeah. He's a guy who just keeps plugging away even though there's nothing doing. You mentioned Anvil. It was quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. that type of thing, the, the, the story of these guys who were desperate to get back on top and whatever yeah. it took. And, and, yeah, it was going to be kind of like not sad was, but also. Not that he was ever on top. <laughs> no, no. But, yeah, it was going to be kind of sad but also inspiring. And I must admit, I absolutely laughed my ass off when that bloke was, he was um, composing the music. Oh, <laughs> he talked yeah. about how Eye of the Tiger and stuff was the, the inspiration. Then we cut to him playing the song. Fight. Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> it was shambolic and <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, but the, the, the documentary then... Goes off into some really weird places. Yeah, it took a turn. It t- like he was. He seemed legitimately crazy. If it's real, he's 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 yeah he's delusional. Crazy. That stuff um, of the he goes to China and the to, the Shaolin monks was fucking. Uh, that's that why looks, I, that remo- that started. I was watching that thinking it looked like Borat. <laughs> yeah, that's he was right. Making such a fool of himself. Yeah, but he was still talking about. Oh yeah, I'm seven times. Champ from where and, and, the, and the Shaolin monk says to him, "How long have you been doing it for? Or oh, twenty years? Nah, nah, nah." And yeah, the, no, the no. monk starts starts to kind of almost starts laughing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it goes to a turn for the worse. I'm not going to spoil it for everyone, but let me just say this: there is a scene involving a guy, a fat guy, naked with a dog collar at his neck, and two one naked girl whipping another girl's ass. Yeah, with a riding crop. That was the point where I was thinking. Do I cut my losses and just turn it off now? That was the point where I started looking around over my shoulder. I hope no one hit on me. But that's the thing. It didn't. It, there was no indication prior to watching it that that's what you were getting into. Yeah, yeah. Even the you know the, everything from the poster to the little snippets looked like it was going to be a laugher, not a a laugher and a bit of fun, not a not a some fucking deconstruction of some bloke who's. And honest to goodness, I didn't get much of a laugh. No, I didn't, get, Even I didn't get a laugh Even down that sort of route, I didn't really laugh much. So I think, honest to goodness, it, I think it was a G-up. I, I really I, do. I, 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 I don't was. think it was legitimate. I, I watched Blackwater mm-hmm. on Netflix. It's a, an Australian crocodile yep. one. And it's actually not too bad. It needed a bit more money. Mm-hmm. But I did like the way they actually, what they ended up doing was using real crocodile footage spliced in with the actors. It seems like it's legit. The problem is with no real CGI, you can't, because you've got no money to do that, you can't just touch it up enough to give you a few different angles that might sell it. That can come off badly if it's not done well. Yeah. It was done okay, though. Yep. It's not brilliant, but it, it was done okay. The guy who made that actually made another one, Australian one, called The Reef. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a great a shark one, yep. And that works better. And he does the same thing. He he cuts real shark footage in with the actors. He superimposes them, yep. And it actually comes across far better in in the the reef. I also watched the the pilot episode of Scream Queens, which was on yes. last night, I think, or yep. the night before. Look, it's it's com- it's comedy. It's not. For real horror aficionados, it's comedy with a darker, um, gross sort of bent to it. So the death scenes are quite grotesque. I laughed a few times. I must admit, I got I got a few chuckles in it. It's not probably going to hold my interest. I don't think though, because that's not. I like something like Scream where 
the the funny stuff yeah. is genuinely funny. Shit, what else you got to watch? And then <laughs> the blog, the, the <laughs> true the Bachelor. I'll probably be watching it. <laughs> but what I mean is, I'll, and I'll give it a go. I'm going to give it a go for a few more episodes. Yeah. The problem I, I get with it is, yeah, you can't just let it. You don't really the get these. Well, you, yeah, you, you got to give something a chance, but. You don't get horror TV shows much either. Yeah. You look at something like Hannibal, which was one of the best shows on TV, and it couldn't find an audience, you know? Now it lost that. Yeah. And this is the thing about it. I'm going to stick with it because it's got that slasher vibe, and I'm going to, I am going to stick with it. It's good. Yeah. There's, there's some, it's, it's got a good cast. Um, it, 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 as I said, was quite funny. I just like my, my, yeah, my, my slasher sequences and that to have that element of seriousness to it. And it doesn't really have that. So that's what I got got into this last week. What about yourself? I it was a little bit lean, uh, but I got onto the Avengers: Age of Ultron finally. Okay. Um, I quite enjoyed it. It wasn't good as the, it wasn't as good as the first one. Um, the other thing too is I didn't see the major issue that everyone had with Black Widow. The whole thing about Joss Whedon. I don't know. Some people were calling him a misogynist and all this sort of stuff. And I don't think, I mean, anyone that's followed Joss Whedon, you can't label him that. He's one of the sort of most female-friendly writers going. He shows like Buffy and that sort of thing. Um, I can see where some people may have had a problem with the Black Widow storyline, but I didn't quite get, uh, I, I sort of took another take on it. And I've read on the internet that there was, I think there's actually been a swing the other way where a lot of people have said, hey, hang on a minute, you know, let's give the bloke the benefit of the doubt and actually looked a bit closer and found that maybe it's not quite as bad as people were making out. It just mm. seemed to be like the classic internet thing where someone puts something out there and next thing you know, everyone's raging. You know, Joss Whedon was getting stuff on Twitter about, you know, you destroyed, I'm going to destroy your career like you destroyed this character and all that sort of stuff. And just, it just for me, I was a little bit upset by that because I've, I'm a big fan of the bloke for starters. Yeah. But it just seems ill-informed as well. Like people doing that obviously don't know the guy's track record. So, mm. you know, have a look into it before you start banging on on social media about things like that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I actually enjoy the movie overall. Uh, definitely wasn't as good. Uh, I can see where people had issues with Ultron. Yeah, it, it was up and down. Had a few, uh, few sort of flat spots. Dull, flat spots. But I'd I'd check it out if you like those Marvel movies. Again, you're gonna be you're gonna be satisfied with this one. Okay. I actually saw the guest, which I'd been waiting to see for quite some time, and I really liked it. There was some really stylish, really well done um, acting. Is fantastic. The the lead guy I can't remember his name. Dan Stevens, I think it is. He was on Downton Abbey, so. Fair to say, I've never seen the bloke act before. Yeah, um, <laughs> come on, mate. Look, the only time I saw Downton Abbey was when. Remember when? Um, just say it. No, no. no just get when, it over with. Remember that. when P Diddy announced he was going to be on Downton Abbey, oh, and then he released that comedy sketch Down Down Downton Diddy or whatever oh, it was called. Jesus, <laughs> I did actually watch that. <clears throat> um, but yeah, no, I've never seen the bloke before. But he was really good, really good in this. There's some excellent, excellent sort of action sequences and. For the start, it's really, it's got you, it absolutely grips you by, you know, what's going on. Uh, you, you sort of want to unravel a bit of the mystery. Problem it has, I mean, it's slick the whole way through and stylish, soundtrack's excellent. Uh, the problem it had for me is that um, down the stretch, it didn't actually explain what was going on. 
Right. Um, it explained some of it, but it left a lot of it extremely vague, and I just felt like there was a story that wasn't quite wrapped up there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check it out. I'd I'd recommend it. Uh, I still really enjoyed it. Um, and I actually saw. I finished off the the wet hot American summer series, mm. and I'll have to get on that. Look, fair to say, I I didn't love it. No, <laughs> I got a lot of laughs, but it almost felt like a sketch comedy. It just sort of jumps from storyline to storyline. Some of it is just like ridiculously over the top, very hit and miss. Mm. But if you like the movie, you'll probably like like that, I guess. Uh, the other thing I've been back on is I've seen a couple of episodes again. I jumped back into Batman 66 okay. TV show. Batman 66. It was that and Robocop. <clears throat> uh, I thought, you know. I couldn't really, <laughs> I couldn't do it to myself to get back on Robocop just yet. Okay. But okay. I will. So you're keeping that up your sleeve. Keeping it up Is that the sleep. Prime Directives? Is that the one you're going back to? No, no. I've got Prime Directives there. This is the TV series. Right. So I got about halfway through it and then dropped it like it's hot. Okay. <laughs> it was hot. It was be, sticking hot. But I'll be, um, I'll be, yeah, I'm planning to sort of get back onto that, wrap it up, check out Prime Directives, check out the remake again. Yeah. And by that time, by the time I've done all that, I've forgotten the first one, so I'll have to go back again. By the time you've done that, you'll be fucking 40. <laughs> all right. Grab your popcorn or your packet of snackos. <laughs> Got that. Your bottle of Coke. Settle in. We're about to go into the Thrill Me podcast. First ever double bill. Starting off with Predator 2. Los Angeles, 1990, directed by Australian Stephen Hopkins. Is he Australian or a New Zealander? No, I think. no, he's, he's English. Oh, he? me, sorry. He yes. had worked in Australia, though. He had lived in Australia. Your meticulous then. research comes out again. <laughs> Only the best, mate. He, he directed Nightmare on Elm Street 5, <laughs> Judgment Night, one of my favorites. Yeah, Judgment Night. Good movie. And Lost in Space. <laughs> produced by Joel Silver and Lawrence Gordon, who both produced uh, the original Predator and Die Hard. Written by Jim and John Thomas, who wrote Mission to Mars, Wild Wild West, and Executive Decision. Shit. <laughs> Correct. Stars Danny Glover as Lieutenant Mike Harrigan. Gary Busey as Peter Keyes. Now, Gary... Had a great career with Point Break, Lethal Weapon, and later on in his career, The Ginger Dead Man. Yeah. <laughs> and the sequel, Passion of the Crust. Fuck, I didn't even see that one. <laughs> Jesus. And Bill Paxton from Aliens, Titanic, and Two Guns. He plays Jerry Lambert. This movie was budgeted at $35 million and made a, a very uh, underwhelming $57 million worldwide. Mm. A little bit of trivia. Patrick Swayze was initially going to play um, Lieutenant Harrigan, but had to pull out due to an injury sustained during filming Roadhouse. He got kicked in the face by Jonathan Sketch. Oh. <laughs> the sequel rights. 
was going to say his hair was stuck <clears throat> in place or something. Possibly. Look, Danny Glover was is very good in this movie, and he's a he's a major asset. But I think Swayze would have been all right. It would have been different. Yeah, but Swayze would have been fine. I think I prefer Glover. Yeah, he had a little bit more cred as an action man back then. All right, thoughts, Jim. Um, look, I think I can't remember. If I did, but I think I gave the first Predator five out of five. Oh, yeah. So it was always going to be tough to follow that up. And I pegged this one at a three and a half. Yeah. Which is a lot higher than some people seem to, yeah, <laughs> seem yeah, yeah. to have it. Um, <clears throat> I really can't understand why this movie gets so much hate because I really, really like it. Mm. I like it a lot. It's got a few down points, but I think the extension um, of – the predator going into the city. I mean, well, that was that was all right. I'm okay with that because uh, it well, just it was seemed, logical. Well, it, you know, we had to get somewhere. We yeah. couldn't be in the jungle again forever. And you know, it's some people will say it's fairly straightforward, concrete jungle, blah blah blah. But I think it worked. Mm. The other thing that I think worked is they knew that the predator was there was no mystery about what was doing this anymore. So they started out with a little bit of that. Okay, so we got the cloaked business going on and they still keep it hidden for quite a while but because you know what it is they go a little bit more into the method mm. which i liked i thought that worked so yeah I, I can't understand the hatred i think this is a worthy worthy successor um it was never going to touch the first one because i think i mean the first one is just in in one of the handful of movies that I, it's just one of the greats, in my opinion, of it just will not ever change. Yeah, that's um, true. But, yeah, this movie is fine. There's nothing wrong with it. I can't understand the hatred it gets, and I think it's it's a really good way to follow up the first one. I would agree. I, I enjoy this movie a, a lot as a, a great piece of action entertainment. I only give it three stars because I see it a little bit more like Die Hard 2, a, a really entertaining Film, not up to the level of the original, of course. Now, Die Hard 2 is a better movie for me, but I think Predator 2 has a lot of good moments and has some really good things going for it. And it's, like you say, very surprising that it cops so much stick as if it's some kind of, like... Well, I believe Arnie is just destroyed. Like Arnie, Arnie himself has said, said they it made it, it was a misstep and it was crap and all this sort of stuff. I think that's, that's, that's just not true. Selling it, I think it's me. one of those things. I don't know. For me, I think it's one of those situations where it just becomes popular to dislike something, mm. and someone will go, "Oh, Predator Two, that's crap." You ask him, "When was the last time you saw it?" They probably say, "Oh, fuck, you know, twenty years ago. I don't want to see it again." And but but also because Predator, and it's the same with Die Hard. Because these movies, the originals are so held up in such high regard, you are only going to go below it. You can't go above what those movies have produced. They yeah. were brilliant. Yeah. Action. And this is why I like this. It didn't copy the first one. No. Um, I, I think that's what some people maybe miss. It didn't copy the first one. It took another – it added to this thing that was established in the first movie about them being hunters. Mm. And this is actually the movie that established that. The first one, it was like, okay, this this thing's hunting them, but it wasn't much beyond that. This is the one that established that the the sort of code of honor, they're dr- and, and they're drawn and, by the heat and the conflict, yeah, and all that, yeah, and, and um, drawn to this. 
uh, gr- these groups fighting each yeah, other. Yeah, and it showed, you know, oh, it attacked these guys because it had a, had attacked these guys because they had weapons, and it's testing itself and all that. Mm. This is the one that established that, and I yeah. think some people maybe forget that. Yeah. Likes, mate. You've obviously got a fair bit to, to yeah, offer Yeah, yeah, look, I really is, um, like this movie. I really, really like it. From the outset, the opening shot for me was a like. Yeah. The fact that they go, you know, very small nod to the original. They just show a bunch of trees. Uh, obviously, you know, it's not the jungle, but they show a bunch of trees and then they go to the city yeah. t- cityscape to the heat vision and immediately we know we're in the city. Okay, great. They've gone from the from the jungle to the city. Let's get that out of the way. Mm. But I thought it was a nice little nice little opening. Yeah. I thought that worked pretty well. I I'm, I would add to that that the actual opening sequence involving the shootout and um, the Predator's first, you know, attack on those guys and all that stuff, up until yeah. Danny Glover turns around and aims a gun and keeps thinking he sees something and it's in its cloaked. It's a really great way to start the, the movie. Yeah. It's slam, bam, sort of get, grab you by the balls, gets you right into it and shows us enough of the Predator to just give us a taste. Even though you don't see it kill those guys, when they finally get inside, they realise this guy's just butchered. Yeah. The thing, uh, I, I was the same. I did. I do like that scene, but the funny thing for me is that it's it's aged a bit yeah. and uh, the racial profiling, it looks like Menudo's taken over. Yeah, I know. <laughs> taken over know. the city. I'm pretty sure I didn't see a white bloke firing a shot. Yeah, I know. I know. That was a little bit. But on the flip side, you look at Harrigan's team, Danny Glover's, in charge of it, he's black. Yep. Two Latinos. Yep. Um, so, I mean, the 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 profiling comes in with the gangs. Yeah, I but guess. that but the, that was the whole gist of it, though. You had the the Puerto Rican gangs or whatever, and the the Jamaican voodoo guys. Yeah. It was just the 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 setup of the two gangs. I kind of understand. Look, I understand. I mean, that, Los Angeles is one of those melting pots of you I, know. Look, I understand. That, I understand that middle class white people that are going to the movies aren't going to be scared of a middle class <laughs> white gang. Yeah. I get that. They, they, they're worried about the Latino gang and the Jamaican gang and all that sort of stuff. But it is it doesn't look great when all, you, when all your crime gangs are yeah, that's right. uh, minority groups. Truth. But um, putting, as I said, putting that aside, they, they sort of put, um, at least they represented, represented it from the other side too. The good guys are minority characters yeah, as well, exactly. which, is, which is good. The vision of the future is a, 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 little, a shade off. <laughs> it's like... Um, uh, this the LA has turned into such a cesspit that Daddy Glover could uh, pull out a shotgun and blast blokes away, and the only repercussion is a stern talking to. Yeah, from the captain. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I, I, again, I like that opening sh- opening sequence. It shows that although Glover's not Arnie, he has a bit of sort of street smarts to go with it. Yeah. The bit where he sort of busts the door off the car and yeah. goes in with the car. It, it shows that he's got a bit of that bravado about him, but he's he's got to he's got to go with some sort of tricks and some yeah. He's got to be savvy. To give him he's, got to be, he's got to be smart because these guys are overrunning the place. Yeah, and the other thing too is I think Danny Glover was a really smart choice because of Lethal Weapon. Mm. He'd already he'd built up this rep of um, okay, so they couldn't get Arnie, they couldn't get the He Man back. So they got the, you know, I'm too old for this shit yeah. guy that had it, had to rely on the smarts a bit more. Mm. And I think that played off well against showing the Predators' methods. Yeah. Look, getting back to what you said about 90, 1997, the future doesn't look 
isn't quite right. But what I did like about 97 is we didn't have anything flying or or fucking, you know, real over-the-top futurism. Yeah, yeah. So, we didn't have so pe- suddenly we got hoverboards, we got fucking people, yeah. yeah, we didn't have any of that sort We didn't of have shit. people walking around with, like, strips of silver glasses yeah, and mohawks like, and things and so like that. So I kind of liked that. I thought that they stuck roughly in the in the ballpark of where yeah. you would have been in 1997. Yep. And getting back to Danny Glover and, and the character of Mike Harrigan, he's my sort of action hero. Mm. He's a doer. He's a he's you know he's a crafty guy. He's tough, but but he's not superhuman. He's a cop that plays by his own rules. Yeah, <laughs> of course, he plays by his own rules. <laughs> and also, ask the captain, "You're cutting off my dick and shoving it up my ass." Yeah, One yeah. of the great lines. One of the great lines. <laughs> this actually has. It's not as quotable, not as quotable as the first one, but it's got a couple of classic yeah, lines like that. It does. Yeah, as you said, I, I also liked how. Um, yeah, you get the cloaked predator ten minutes in. So, although they do keep the predator a little bit of a mystery about it, they understand that you know what it is. So they don't hold it back as much, and it actually results in some really good scenes, which we'll probably probably get into anyway. Yeah. Um, well, for instance, King Willie's death later on. That that's that's really well done. That scene, that whole scene for is, me is almost yes. the highlight of the movie. Yeah. Um, it's really good, except. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll get, get to into that. the dislikes. Yeah. One of my underrated likes, when they go into the cop precinct, you know, when it's all crowded, there's all these... Is that uh, that dude headbutton blokes? <laughs> oh, there's a guy, guy headbutton blokes, but there's also another bloke who who looks just like Bebop from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a moustache, he's got the vest, he's got the glasses. Not the moustache, he's, sure he's the he's got the headbutter? <laughs> I think he might sure be the headbutter. headbutter. But all I could do is look at him and I'm like, that's... That's Bebop. He just turns around and fucking headbutts up, like, then that 10 guys just come charging. Oh, I think it could actually be him. Be him. But, yeah, the, the the next one for me was the the classic dialogue, what you were talking about, the Glover and Glover and the Captain. You're cutting off my dick, shoving it up my ass. Yeah. I used to have a copy of that, the movie on video where they cut that out. Really? <laughs> yeah. Jeez. You must have, I would have taken it back. And, and yeah, uh, it was R-rated. Was it? Yeah. Shit. Jesus. Um, I was disappointed. <laughs> uh, I think the action scenes are very well directed. Yeah. Like very well directed. Perhaps not quite on par with the original, but the, the difference between the original and the and this one is the this one is more of a straight-down-the-line action flick. Yeah. You know, you've got explosions, you've got car chases, you've got things like that. You didn't have them in the jungle. Yeah. And the Predator, the original Predator is more of a, I guess I call it sort of a, an action thriller. It's more of a thriller because well, sci-fi. You, yeah, sci-fi you don't really know what they're up against. Yeah. I think um, if we're talking about great action scenes too, the, the last sort of 15 to 20 minutes, I mean, basically from where Busey's team goes into the meat, meat uh, warehouse, from that point on, after, after that's all said and done, it's just it's just Busey and Busey and the Predator, which is just like the first one. Yeah. It, it got down to Busey and uh, got, sorry, not Busey, Danny, and Predator, Glover, Danny and Glover and the Predator. It got down to Arnie and the Predator. So this was again, it was sort of mirroring that, but we got a little bit more in some some parts. I'm not I'm not arguing that the the first one isn't better. The 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 final um, the final sort of showdown in the first Predator is is classic, mm. and it, it wasn't topped by this one. Yeah. But it also wasn't disgraced by. No, yeah, this is not shit. Like, no, it's not just garbage. The, the the sort of chasing the chasing the predator, getting that again another classic line about 
Yeah, oh, I don't, don't worry. I'm, I'm, I'm a policeman. Yeah, I don't think he gives a shit. Mm. And you know, seeing again, seeing the predator's methods when he's injured. And, yeah, and and the gadgets. Yep. All the weaponry. Yep. They had the chance to build on the weaponry Arsenal he had. Mm. The, the the flying disc. The flying disc. The um, extendable. Was awesome. um, when, it, when it finished off, Busey, awesome. The extendable um, javelin thing he's got. The uh, net that cuts people to shreds. Yeah, and that stuff. <clears> I mean. That stuff has become crucial to, to the character. Mm. This is what I'm saying about how this is actually the one that established a lot of the stuff that we now know about the Predator. Yeah, it brought a lot to the mythology. I think yeah. that's a, And look, the other thing that I, I I think this movie offers is the actual ending of the movie is top shelf. It's it one of really, the... really, really leaves you wanting more. Like it's it one actually, of the underrated great... Great yeah, you, you're actually legitimately thinking, fuck, where are we going to go from here? Yeah, and I mean, we talk about it a lot, how, you know, you get you get shown things and you sort of, as an audience, you, you sort of get information from being shown things, not just being slapped around the head with them. Mm. But you, you <clears throat> see immediately when he gets surrounded at the end, you think, oh, shit, here mm. we go. And that's where you, that they kind of, further this sort of code of honour that these guys collect their dead and then show Glover a sign of respect. respect. Yeah. And not only that, but the fact that they give him a trophy of his own almost because they're taking trophies, skulls and things yeah. like that. They give him a trophy trophy of his own almost and that trophy is something that shows that they've been doing this shit for, for hundreds of years yeah. and it's not going to stop. Personally, I think it's one of the it's one of the forgotten great endings. Yeah, it is. I, th- I think... It's it's kind of disappointing there wasn't a Predator three, a little bit. Yeah, you can see by the box office why it, it just didn't connect with audiences. This one, and for whatever reason, the decision was made that the third one wasn't necessary. Yeah, but I think they could have gone somewhere else. Well, I mean, I mean, could you imagine a Predator set in eighteen eighteen ninety? Well, I've actually, I mean, I've I've read, I've got a bunch of the omnibus. Collections of the comics, and there's actually one of the one of the comics is how the elder predator got that gun. Yeah. So yeah, it just opens up numerous possibilities, sort of possibilities. and, and options I, that they could have. You taken. know, they, they've been explored in those <clears throat> in those contexts, but yeah, in, in the movies they left it alone. I've got one other like. <laughs> I I actually love the hard copy rip off rock hard or whatever the fuck it's yeah. called. Yeah. And at the end when he's like, oh, more blood, more guts. And he just turns around and he goes, fuck you. And just him. Yeah. Um, that was, yeah, that was. Because that was good. right around the time that show was big. Yeah, it was huge. And so it was kind of sort of riffing on that. Yeah. Um, I Look, I've got a couple more. I think the acting is, is really good. Obviously, you've got Danny Glover in the lead. But Gary Busey. Even though, I mean, shit, this was his first movie after he had the accident. So yeah. if you watch a bit of the behind-the-scenes stuff, he's you're getting a bit of the form that he shows these days. He's a little bit off the rails. Yeah. Um, but he still he still delivers a pretty solid performance yeah, in this like, movie. Yeah, he's, he's always been a good actor. Bill Paxton, um, although he's – I know a lot of people hate his sort of delivery of the lines. No, and no, like no I, I'm not against the delivery. He comes up in the dislikes category for me just because I think the character's a bit of a bit of a, a – 
a bit of a one-noter, well, a bit see, of a fucking dick. He comes, well, that's, that's the thing. He comes up in the likes for me, and I'll tell you why, is because he starts off like that. Mm. And you think, oh, this is going to be the hotshot cockhead from out of town. And he does come it's going to carry down on. The, yeah. And he gets, Danny Glover takes him into the, into the office and gives him, you know, lays down the law. And although he still shows a few of those tendencies, he gets on board. Yeah. So I think, I don't, I don't think it's so one note. It's not fucking Shakespeare. No. But it's not, I don't think it is one note. But I think if you're looking across that cast, though, you're looking at seasoned pros. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not looking at. You know, young guys that we've never heard of, or yeah, you, know, you got Busey and Glover, you got Bill Paxton, you got Ruben Blades, you got Maria Conchita Alonso. Mm. These people have all been in in many films. They knew the drum, you know. This was, and, and they're the kind of people that you get in and they deliver for you. Yeah, they're not just phoning it in; they'll deliver for you. Yep, and they do. And I think the cast is actually a very good. Um, and it's a different cast to what we had in the first one, but it's yes. the same kind of ensemble that yep. we had. Yeah, that's what I think too. Probably, probably my biggest, biggest like, I guess, is the the King Willie scene from the point where Willie stops rolling the bones. Yeah, and talking because that, yeah, <laughs> that, that stuff was a bit, bit on the nose. But that scene is just, I mean, that's that's action movie filmmaking for me, like. The, how he, the the footsteps going? Yeah, yeah. How the, through the, the, water, the footsteps come out? The footsteps come out. The um the the shot of how we know from the first movie that the water sort of breaks up the cloaking a little bit. So the way that they pan down to the puddle to show when it's uncloaked, yeah. so you still don't get the full on shot of the predator. You just get the the reflection in the water. Then they cut to the shot of King Willie's head. And at first, you 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 know you see the eyes and the eyes and the mouth close up, and you think, oh, he's about to he's about to cop it here, and then you get it that he's already Copped he's it. already done, yeah. And then it's shown walking away from the camera. That's just classic, yeah, classic action movie making for mine. Yeah. Anything else that jumps out at you? Oh, I think I've probably gushed over it quite a bit. All right, what about the dislikes, mate? I do have a few of these too. <laughs> yeah, but that's. That's the sort of movie this is, I guess. That, like, as I said before, Die Hard 2, got a lot of great qualities, but it's got more negatives than the, the previous film. Mm. You know, it's as simple as that. You, you, you're going to get more things wrong, perhaps. How many sequels are better than the originals? Probably not many. So, not a lot, no. And this is unfortunately not that, but it's also not some turd either. Yeah. I, I think I, I jumped in early. I said... Um, Paxton was slightly annoying, so we've sort of mm. talked about that. You got something else there? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> you the jump Jamaican in? voodoo stuffs a bit on the nose for me. Yeah, this is part of what I, I was talking about. I just found those parts kind of. Uh, well, this is this is part of what I was talking about about the vision of the the future, mm. like a voodoo gang. As I said to you, when when we first saw them, I didn't know whether it was the voodoo gang or Earth, Wind, and Fire. I couldn't really, <laughs> I couldn't really tell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, they turned up in their their stretch limo with with it's all sort of garish, covered in all these fancy things. And yeah. of course, you wind down the window and it's full of bloody <laughs> b- marijuana smoke. And yeah, yeah, you know, like it's just it's trading on all the cliches for and us. And then we get to King Willie, and again, King Willie or Millie Vanilli. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't tell. The the, the, uh, the Millie Vanilli. Uh, if it is Billy Vanilli, his lights were dark. <laughs> yeah. You can tell. Uh, you can tell from the the costume design and everything that this was made in the nineties. Yeah, you can tell exactly. that. 
And the other thing too, I couldn't stop. Maybe it's just us in Australia, but King Willie. I couldn't stop thinking about King Willie Weedy. You know that old, <laughs> the, the old cereal uh, yeah. cereal box character we used to. <laughs> so yeah. I'd, they'd say King Willie, and I'd start giggling to myself. But I, I, I actually found King Willie the most. Um, I don't know. If annoying is the right word, but just to, it, it kind of superfluous. Yeah, and 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 the characterization. I think the acting is just so over the top. Yeah, everything he's got to do, it's just so kind of he's hamming and he's 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 going overboard. And I just found that really hard to to watch. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't um, I didn't like him. That scene in when he gets killed is a really great scene. But the lead up. Maybe that's stuff why we like just, it so much. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe the lead up stuff is just not doesn't work. And, and you know, people might disagree um, that it, that it it does work for them, and that's fine. But it just didn't work for me. No, well, I don't think, given the uh, comments I've seen around the uh, the World Wide Web on this one, I don't think there's too many people that disagree on that. One thing you mentioned earlier about taking it to the city works. I think it does. I think it's kind of a double edged sword a little bit. You open up the landscape a lot, and you have. A lot more people in there. Yeah. And I think what I really love about the original is they're closed off, they're cut off, it's art, it's them and no one else yeah. against this, this monster. Yep. The sequel kind of opens it up and there's just that feeling of he, he's coming into contact with all sorts of people now. Well, he's right fucking about. riding the subway. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. And it just kind of takes a little bit out of it yeah, for me. Yeah. You're probably that right. subway scene, although I think well well shot and it's kind of cool that all the lights are out and all you can see is gunfire mm. and you can see the predator walking towards them and the gunfire going off. Just quietly, if it bleeds, we can kill it. But it was getting shot at close <laughs> range multiple times and we were getting nothing. Yeah. We kept walking. Well, you know, it's upgraded the equipment. That's right. <laughs> Danny Glover just pulls out a shotgun. That's loose. Well, he was too busy shooting everyone else with a shotgun. Yeah, he that's right. The predator. But I just think you open the landscape. You've got it, the predator interacting more with with everyone else. Yes, and it just kind of takes away a little bit of that suspense and stuff. It does a little bit. It takes away a little bit of that. Um, uh, he's hiding everywhere. Yeah, you know, it's sort of you could you could look into the trees and you don't know whether you're looking at it or something. Yeah, yeah. It, it takes the basically they're just looking up. Yeah, check, check the roof. Yeah, that's right. Um, another another thing, um, kind of going along with the same theme. Uh, one of the things that I did like, as I said, was that the predator sort of expanded its repertoire, and you saw the methods a little bit. Look, we didn't need to see the predator using some sort of vacuum cleaner to to take the flesh off a skull and then polishing it. Yeah, we didn't need to see that. That was <laughs> they took that a little bit too far. Yeah, I thought. Didn't need that. Just didn't need to see that he had a vacuum cleaner in his repertoire. Well, you know, must have been was, must have been a Dyson if he can take flesh off. He was sort of, rim, he was scalping it. Yeah, it yeah. Sort of, you know, it, um, it, was, I I it was the same it. as the scene in the first one. Yeah, I kind of understood it, but I just felt in this one it didn't work. It just looked it looked silly. Looked like yeah, it here looked, he is buffing it. I thought he was at the dentist to start. Yeah, <laughs> got, the, got the sucker. Out just hold still. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that that didn't didn't do it for me. Uh, my probably the biggest dislike for me, Gary Busey looking like the Silver Surfer. <laughs> <laughs> I actually had him pegged as uh, 
I thought um, I thought it looked like Mr. Freeze from the old Batman show. Yeah. <laughs> He'd pinch the suit. They're supposed to be these high-tech kind of get-ups, and they end up with a suit that looks like one of those blankets like... to wrap up in when you're cold. He looks like the pet shop boys <laughs> in their Go West film clip. Yeah, like it's kind of a really um, – it doesn't ruin the movie, and I really understand why it was there. You know, the whole idea of the slaughterhouse and predator being drawn to the that. Yeah, but they just look ridiculous. Yes, I did like the fact that the predator could change um, visions. You know, they were saying it could yeah. only see in one one spectrum, infrared, but of course it couldn't. Yeah, well, I actually, um, I actually noticed that in the. I thought about that when I was watching the next one. Because they sort of take that away. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I I didn't mind that, but I agree. They looked ridiculous in those suits. And not only that, but didn't they say that they had – they'd filled the joint with radioactive dust? Yeah. So what's Danny Glover doing in there? Un, unsuited. Yeah. He survived the Predator, but he next thing you know, he's getting bloody – Well, honestly. results that he's, <coughs> he's crook. Honestly, he's going to die anyway. Honestly, mate, I don't think if I could – Space blanket. <laughs> it's really going to... A suit made out of stitched together space blanket. Look, I tell you, mate, next time I hear there's some sort of radioactive material, I'm getting the alfoil out and yeah, wrapping myself yeah. up because yep. that's that Brilliant. works. Probably my biggest dislike, the Predator speaking. Oh, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was uh, just... We didn't need it. Yeah. Didn't need it at all, and it kind of ruined... Kind of ruined the nod back to the first one. I can't... I get the idea that yeah. you had the predator waking up and saying "motherfucker," yeah. but it nah. sounded like shit. Yeah, <sighs> the fact that they because they spoke a couple of times, didn't they? Yeah, the elder predator at says the end something at the end. Says yeah. something. I can't remember exactly what it was, but that uh, that really wasn't needed. I hear. That was. I think that was my biggest dislike. Anything else? Oh, I've got. Uh, you know, this, this going back to the subway scene, the pregnancy thing. Yeah, that was never really. I can only assume that the idea was he he didn't kill her because she it was, was with child. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what it was. That's what I got from it. And I thought the idea of you having the vision and seeing it through that was a really good idea. Mm. But it seemed like a gimmick. They just someone had a good idea and they just stuck it in there because it was a good idea. Yeah, because there was no real. Out. Connection with her being pregnant, like I always, whenever I watch the movie, and there's absolutely no nod to it. It's Jerry's baby. I'm assuming those two are sleeping together. Yeah, but yet it's never really insinuated. It's just me yeah. sort of cooking this up because I'm sitting there watching these two, and they're in the subway together. Yeah, and I'm thinking, yeah, they started off on you know difficult terms, but now that now they're you know sleeping together. Mm. But that's only me just fucking spitballing. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's exactly that's what I was doing too, and I was I was on the same track. But yeah. um, and I think that's probably why it doesn't work. I, look, I don't know whether fleshing it out would have been worthwhile in the time that they had, but maybe you should have just left it out. Yeah, um, it's probably worth because yeah, that's that's what it feels like. It feels like someone had a really good idea and then just you know chucked it in chucked there for something there. to do. Um, the other good one too was the um, <laughs> bit of the classic sort of you know. Just convenient writing. 
The feds erase everything from the crime scene, crime scene files, bar the one clue that Glover and Co need to yeah, yeah to actually figure out what's going on. <laughs> they they <clears throat> covered their steps really well, except you, oh, you forgot to hit backspace for on that one. What mate. do you think? Should we put some more information? Uh, should we take this information out too? Nah, leave that there. Nah, leave that. There. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to care about that shit. Yeah, basically that was. Uh, I, I had a bit of a laugh at that. Yeah. Overall, I think that covers it. Yeah. We'll take a break and we'll come back and we'll cover off on 2010's Predators. What's the last thing you remember? All of a sudden there was a light and then I was falling. Who are you? I was in combat. Black Ops. Yakuza. Who would do this to us? Predators from 2010, so a 20-year gap between Predator 2 and Predators. This is directed by Nimod Antel, who um, directed Vacancy and Armoured. Produced by Elizabeth Avalan, John Davis and Robert Rodriguez. And written by Alex Litvak, who wrote The Three Musketeers. And Michael Finch, who wrote The November Man and Hitman Agent 47. Okay. Stars Adrian Brody as Royce, Alice Braga as Isabel, Topher Grace as Edwin, and Lawrence Fishburne as Noland. The budget after a twenty-year layoff was five million dollars higher than Predator Two, so forty million dollars estimated. And the box office was a tidy hundred and twenty-seven million dollars worldwide. A little bit of trivia: Adrian Brody put on twenty-five kilograms of muscle for the role, and Lawrence Fishburne. Filmed all of his scenes in two days. Right. General thoughts, man. General thoughts. Um, I don't like it as much as Predator Two on upon review, but not by much. I'm on the same three and a half yeah. for this one. Um, I couldn't split them by much, so that's why I ended on ended them on the same score. I'm not going to go into the like three point six six or anything like that. Understood. Um, uh, but again, I just I think this one really stamped my love for this this franchise. I just it's probably in terms of action movie franchises, this one's probably my favourite. Um, I do love Die Hard, but it's really hard for me to go past. Um, there's something about the Predators, the design of them, the the, the concept of the character that I just love, mm. um, and this movie sort of installed it back. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, to Well, it, it had it back to where it needed to be. After going down, you know, Alien vs. Predator a couple of times, which didn't, uh, in my opinion, didn't work out so well, mm. this just got it back where it needed to be and, and got back those elements of the character that I really wanted to see. Um, so, yeah, three and a half. I'm going out a little bit further here. I'm four. Jeez. I think this movie is absolutely fantastic. I, I think for a movie that... For a series that had not been seen for 20 years, this is a real love letter to the fans. Yeah. It is really, really well done. Um, In my mind, the first 40 minutes is on par with the original. It it brings back that vibe, and I just felt like I was back watching Arnie 
in my living room in 1980, you know, in, in the late 80s. Wow. I felt the same way about this as I did about the original. Of course, this one drops off, and of course, there's these there's things, and we'll get into them, that make it obviously fall away. But for the most part, I think it's an excellent movie, and yeah. it's a great way to bring this franchise back. Yeah, I, I agree. I was kind of, again, disappointed that there wasn't a sequel. Yeah, well, I it's no... No secret that I'm absolutely itching for the Shane Black one because, I mean, the Predator uh, series is something that I love. Shane Black is one of my favourites as well, so I can't wait to get those two sort of... Just getting into that new one, I feel it's in the right hands. And I think he's, yeah, I think he's going to do it right. Um, But I also felt that this one was in the right hands. Robert Rodriguez is obviously a very, very, very big fan of the series. Yeah. Well, I I remember um, going to see this one. Pretty much the day it came out, I think I left work and went went straight to see it. A sort of mid afternoon session with myself in the cinema and no one else really. Yeah. And I came out of it just um, it was the same sort of thing. I wasn't quite as high as you were thinking, you know, about the first one, but I got those feelings again, and I, I really, really dug it. And yeah. my feelings haven't changed. Yeah. It's the same as Predator Two, even though I'm giving it sort of a three and a half, and I, I can see its problems. I personally still love it. Yeah. I think getting straight into the likes, I think, as I said before, it brings back that vibe. The jungle setting, the ensemble cast, the group of people who are obviously well-trained and well-versed in killing themselves, suddenly realising, holy shit, we're in something really, really, we're in some deep poop here. Yeah, and the um, you said it, the, the jungle setting looks great. It's, it's really, it but works But even just those little there. throwbacks to the Predator. For instance, that scene of um, Danny Trejo where they lose him and they find yeah. him sort of stuck in the middle of nowhere and he, he's obviously stepped on, into something and died and then suddenly they, they go to sort of, oh, he'd leave him and he suddenly goes, help me, and then they end up killing him. But it's actually the predator, I believe, who's, who's missing Yeah, well, they, voice. they shoot him and then walk away yeah. and then the voice goes again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Brody, Brody knows it's a trap, of course. Yeah, of course. But you're right, the... Um, you sort of mentioned the the ensemble cast, and I mean it's got a couple of down spots for me. I think um, Topher Grace is a bit up and down. I think that's probably got to do with the character as well. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that's him specifically as an actor. No, I thought he did a, did a fairly solid job. Walt Goggins, he's always excellent. Yeah, yeah. He's fucking rampantly over oh, the top. In he's, this one. Yeah, but he's he's got a couple of really sort of high moments. He's got yeah. one particular down one that I'll I'll talk about later too, yeah. but. Adrian Brody does not get enough raps for how good he is in this movie. Oh, he is fucking fantastic. Absolutely. Um, I think he, he elevates it. Incredible casting. He elevates it with his performance. But I remember in the cinema, you, you, like you talked about how he put on the 25 kegs. I'm, I remember watching this in the cinema, and when they get to that point where he, he goes bare chest, huh. I just about fell off my chair. I was yeah. like, oh, I know Adrian Brody's, you know, he's a skinny little weedy kind of, yeah. and, and you don't really see it. Um, early on, you see he's got his sleeves cut off, and you see oh he's beefed up a little yeah. bit. But when he actually gets the gets the shirt off, he looks like he's not that far off, are he? Yeah, he <laughs> looks, he's in real good nick. And I might be overdoing it here <laughs> slightly because I really like this movie. But this is why this guy won an Oscar. It's the kind yeah. of thing he commits to the performance one hundred percent. I agree, his and he gives you everything that he can, and he he makes you believe. That what we had previously seen of Adrian Brody is the sort of the, the uh, I guess, tall and thin guy um, who plays 
non-action hero roles. I believed he was an action hero. I believed he was special forces. You know, I believed yeah. that he was a big guy. Well, that was the thing. Like, I, I couldn't get people not enjoying his performance because, I mean, like you said, it was a frigging good performance. Mm. And then if we're qualifying that with it's an action movie and yeah. we're used to seeing Van Damme and what, <laughs> what kind of a deal and, and that sort of stuff. It's you can't get better than than what he gives you for an action movie. The simple fact is, I put it. I, I actually, and, and I'm probably going to cop some stick here somewhere on the line. He is more impressive as a hero than Arnold was in the first one. It's because, as an acting performance, it's fantastic. Arnie brings something different. Yeah, in, it's a different type. Yeah, it's a different type of hero. Arnie brings the the charisma and yeah. the, the screen presence. I'm not saying Adrian Brody doesn't have. Those things, yeah. he just doesn't have them at the maximum wattage that Arnie yeah, had at that and the, time. The, the whole thing about the first movie was that that um, Arnie was the peak of masculinity, yeah. and then um, they're being hunted by something that's better. Yeah, and at that point, the kind of view of Arnie is you cannot get better than this bloke. Yeah. He's the biggest man going around, like you know that he was he was the prime specimen, I guess. Yeah. Um, so it is a different type of of performance, but I can see where you're coming from. I mean, in the acting stake, it's, it's not even close. No, Brody's got it, got, got it covered. But Arnie brings a certain quality to the first movie. Yeah, it's, it's one of his better acting performances. Mm. And I've said this before. I saw that that zombie film with him in it called Maggie. The guy can actually act a little. He is not a mug. This movie played. Have you seen f- Batman and Robin? He is a mug. <laughs> <laughs> He, the first movie showcased that it was Arnie in the perfect setting, and it it just played up to everything he was good at. Adrian yeah. Brody, on the other hand, as soon as someone, as soon as word leaked that Adrian Brody's taken the the main role, people were just like, "Fucking what?" Yeah, yeah. But and and I would have been on. I would have been in the fucking what group. I was in the fucking what group. Mm. Uh, not because he, I, I didn't think he could act, because I knew he could, he could act. But I'm just thinking he's not an action hero. Because you like to just jump into the, jump into the crowd and get your pitchforks out. When, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I was immediately on the fucking bandwagon. <laughs> but watching this movie again the other day just showcased that this guy committed 100. percent Well, he elevated parts of it. Mm. It was parts where some of the dialogue might have come off as a bit smelly, coming from someone like Arnie. Yeah, he he did it. Yeah, and did it well. Um, and he, he made you believe when he, you know, when he's rattling off, you know, this guy's Yakuza, this guy's yeah. FBI most wanted. Some of that was a little bit on the nose at times, but he carried it off. And just that sequence where he uses them as bait to find out what they're up against. Yeah. And then he explains to them, okay, I fucking used you as bait, but now we know what they are. They can only, you know, they, they use cloaking, some sort of cloaking device they can see in infrared. Yeah. We get, them, we get them at a choke point. We get them in cross fields of fire. We can kill them. Yeah, well, for the whole movie, he's basically anti-hero. Yeah. He's, he enjoys killing. He says that he enjoys killing. He uh, does that where he, where he basically, you know, uses them to figure out what's going on. He does a bit at the end where he says- He says, just leave days, him. Leave yeah, him. Yeah, leave him. to go on. Yeah. The whole movie, he's the anti-hero. Um, yet you are just sort of locked on the bloke. Mm-hmm. You know, he's. It's. I don't know. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's a great performance. Exactly. I love the predator dogs, and the 
that weird predator that I believe was a you know the one that they have chasing Topher Grace. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a riff on the original, the original predator guy. design that they had yeah. in the first movie. Um, the I, hounds. I didn't mind the hounds. Look, I um, I'll, I'll save my rant on them. I like the idea of send out the dogs like you would if you were hunting. Yeah, something you forget the scent. You bring well, them in. Okay, look, I'll cross into dislikes territory now with this. Yeah. It goes against what the predators are. True. Their whole thing is testing themselves. And in the previous movies, they they are just cutting a swath through through humans. Like I mean, the first one, it's one predator in the jungle and that's it's it's testing itself. It's mm. it's hunting them down. You don't need the dogs. I, mean, <laughs> I know, but I guess what maybe this one was trying to just sort of Establish a widen the mythology a bit yeah. more. They were on the planet, look, but that's the, that's what and I mean. maybe that's dogs. how they did it. They decided, yeah, look, we'll fucking toy with these pricks. Yeah, for a bit and then look, we'll... the dogs looked cool. Yeah, don't get me wrong, the dogs looked cool and the scene was all right. But I just felt it cheapened cheapened the character of the like it cheapened what they'd established a little bit that the predator was taking all comers and hunting people down. Not you know, release the hounds. Not release <laughs> the hounds and then. Uh, then coming after them. Oh, I, I kind of disagree. I kind of like sort that. Of I thought looked, that took because we were twenty years later. We were going and we were on their planet. We had a little bit more room to riff, and maybe yeah. that was. And, and they I also had, I, agree, I guess, the predator. I agree. Was it, the predator, fucking I agree, bird or whatever that went the falconer, over the top falcon. Yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent with that, but I just don't think the the hounds was the way to do it. It turned it into. I mean, it was the humans hunting. It was just a human hunting. I, I, I understand the idea that it was a game reserve and they were hunting like humans hunt animals and things like that. I just don't think it was needed yeah. because, I mean, it's a predator for fuck's sake. <laughs> I, did, I, I loved all that stuff too. You know, the predators weren't actually around at that stage, but where they find that caught those corpses and he set up all that fucking tripwire stuff. Yeah. The, whatever it was, got in, took him out. You know, he had him yeah, fucking, yeah. he had him. Self booby trapped to fucking Wales. That was good, and that was where Brody's, you know, doing the, you know, whatever, whatever he's set it up for. It's we know that it's bigger than us. Yeah, it's it got through all these without setting it off. Like, yeah, um, I like that. It's kind of it a, sort of worked to, you know, again, you, you know, it's the predators, but it sort of worked to to establish Brody as this guy knows his shit. Yeah, but also it sort of threw back slightly to the original. Yeah. Where they put all the trip wires and stuff around, and then Blaine's body was gone. Yeah, like something came in here. The um the other thing too is, again talking about the original, it brought back that element of mystery. Like in the original, it was that real drip feed to getting the predators. Yeah, to the predator. Sorry, in this one, as I said, you know you know what it is, but the element that it took sort of twenty five minutes to firmly establish that they're on another planet and they're being hunted. Mm. Um, that kind of replicated that whole mystery element in the first yeah. one, and then when you when that that time is up, the reveal where the falconer the, the the falcon sort of flies over and then comes back and you get the falconer predator and then the, yeah. the um, tracker and then the berserker predator all sort of un, uncloaking yeah. worked really well. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I think that um, I think it's actually reasonably well paced. Even though it takes 38 minutes, I believe, to see a predator. Yeah. It takes quite some time. I think it still works in that front. Yep. The only issue I had with that was I thought that opening, as I said, that opening 25 where you establish... Um, Your characters. You, and you, well, you establish that they're, they're not on Earth. 
I thought that worked really well, but then the 10 minutes that it took to actually get to see a predator between that, mm. that dragged a little bit. But yeah, I agree. I thought the opening, as you said, the opening 40 minutes, I think for the majority is really good. Yeah, exactly. The action scenes are, are fine. Um, I think everything really works to reestablish the predator Jean, the Jean, the, the the mythology of that predator, the predator series, and yeah. bring us back to somewhere that we love. It was like watching an old, you know, it was like seeing an old friend again. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that's a real mark of respect to everyone involved in it. And that the they nods, really took the right approach. You know, they, they obviously there's the obvious visual nods and and you know the the mud in their final showdown and things like that. But the talk, talking about the incident hmm. that the woman knows, you know, there was a CIA group or whatever. Only one got out. What he described, that's that's what it was. Um, and there's a sneaky one, the Predator Two, as well, where the Yakuza guy picks up the sword. Yeah, and he says this is this is old, hundreds of years old. It's kind of paralleling the the gun, yes. the previous one. Like yeah, the, the nods to the original were, like you said, it was it felt like a love letter. Yeah, and it was. I think it was really really well shot. Just looks great, and. To me, it's 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 one of the better action films I've seen in a while. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. Am I allowed to put Lawrence Fishburne in the likes? <laughs> I know it was only two days' work. <laughs> two days' work. Look, let's get to the dislikes. He would look. He was hamming, but I was eating it up. Yeah, look. I, I was after ham. I wanted. I wanted some ham for for lunch. Oh, <laughs> you would have got a lot. I wanted a ham sandwich. <laughs> That's a fucking ham sandwich, all right. That's look, a couple it was of a double ham. <laughs> Double ham, double ham, right. Sambo. Um, but I loved it. He's a he's a like dislike. Yeah, and the reason why I say that is I think he's fine. We had to understand that the guy was crazy because well, the intro he, his for starters his intro was excellent. Yeah, yeah, because he kills one of them. Totally right? unexpected. Yeah. You've never seen a, a human cloaked like that. Um, so it was totally unexpected, and the way that they said he took out the the one that was chasing Topher Grace. Yeah. And the way she said, Adrian Brody says, nice shot. And she yeah, says, I missed. I didn't hit him, yeah. You know, that was really good. But, and and we look, you had to expect that the guy was crazy. He'd been sitting there for six seasons or ten seasons or something, he said. Yeah, yeah. And he'd been basically scavenging and he'd been hiding out. Yeah. He's crazy. I don't know and, about and that's fine. talking to himself. That was weird where he that suddenly goes... What do you reckon? It starts yeah, fucking talking yeah. to nobody. But you know what? I, I that's what I was talking. That that was the sort of ham element. Yeah. But I liked it. But see, I don't Fishburne know why sold I liked it. it. Fishburne Fishburne's sold a it. good actor, and, and we all know to that, he can. Prior to that, there's some really good crazy guy bits. Yeah. Where he's talking about, you know, talking about where he holidays in. Uh, I can't remember, but he says. No, this is just my summer home yes. and a holiday and so on. So yeah, and he goes, all the boys look, you know, really good and all yeah, this sort of stuff. Alive. Yeah, that is excellent. He's really, yeah, really and, and on nobody point. would say that Lawrence Fishman doesn't deliver. And you um, know, when he sneaks off to bed and he's saying, "Shh, you know, they're out there. Yeah. Water's over there. Food's here. It, like it's just creepy." But yeah. you kind of you still don't know what's what's going on there. Yeah. My problem and the dislike part of it is the talking to himself. Mm-hmm. When he starts talking to fucking his imaginary friend. Yeah. And then it just kind of blows its load too quick. So, yeah, so what yeah. we've got here is we're building to it. 
but we know that this movie's got to be paced, so we've got to get to more Predator work. Yeah. And so they basically just suddenly Fishburne's fucking smoking them out, and he's yeah, crazy, yeah. and he's lost his shit, and, and he's going to scavenge from them. I absolutely, I, yeah, totally. I absolutely love that. Five idea. more minutes would have been enough, I think. Yeah. Five more minutes. Well, not even that. I mean. <sighs> You've got to do some serious rewriting, but I'd be advocating for him to be the, the kind of final bad, uh, final human bad guy instead of Topher Grace. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, the, there's the big dislike for me. That was telegraphed from minute It was telegraphed one. from the mile. Or, I mean, it, there was a couple of minutes where you might have been thinking, did they send a doctor to, to sort of keep these guys patched up and going for the predators to hunt? Mm. After about 10 minutes, you're thinking, no, this guy's fucking, there's something on the nose about this guy. Yeah, but you know what they could have done? Which probably would have perhaps worked a little better that he was a fucking army corpsman or something. He, he yeah, he was a professional professional soldier or a professional whatever who was yeah. a medic. But yeah, well you know what? I, I would have just left him out. In in some ways, I would have just left that character. And out. Nolan could have filled and Nolan that gap. Could have filled that gap because yeah. I think Nolan. I think the well, idea we've only got of two Nolan, days to work with. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I think that might have been a problem. But the, the idea, if he, the idea was outstanding that he was this scavenger. I mean, you sit there watching him, and I didn't immediately pick up. Fuck, that's how he's been surviving. That's how you know he's been killing all the other guys that turn up. I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. No. And usually, I, you know, I don't consider myself like a genius with that sort of stuff, but I think I'm quite perceptive with certain things, especially in these action movies. And, yeah. And that was, out of le- that was out of left field, that he was he was killing them and sort of scavenging. Yeah. It and took it you by surprise. Yeah. It was a fantastic idea, and you're 100% right. They just- They, they just, just kind of went too quick. Went they too just early didn't, just They just didn't take that little extra time. To perhaps make us feel a bit more comfortable with Nolan. Yeah. And then suddenly he's turning on you. Yep. I um, think the one other negative, and I th- we really touched, we, you probably already brought it up, there's no more mystery with the Predator. No. You know what you're getting. You know what's going to happen. You know the kind of things you're probably going to see. But turning that into a like, they they gave you the, the variety, I guess, and, um, you know, the Falcon of the... Falcon of the, the um, the tracker and the the berserker, they were all something different. You know, the falconer had the falcon. Obviously, had that different look with the sort of the straight lines on the mask, and then the the tracker had the tusks. Yeah, and the the berserker, the way that they sort of made him look with the black and red. Yeah, uh, and that sort of the mask with the this jaw on it. Yeah, that looked really cool. I didn't like it quite so much when he took the mask off. I didn't like the design of the berserker at the end when he was against the classic predator. Yeah, I, I thoroughly agree that. They did their absolute best to mix it up and give us something fresh. Yep. And for a lot of, for, for a fair bit of it, they did a good job. But it's just once again, as you point out, pointed out before, it's predator, and we know what we're going to get down yeah. the stretch. People like me and you love that because we are products of that period. Yes. And a lot of the people who are listening to this podcast are probably of the same. Same bent. They come out of that era where Predator was a classic. And you said a lot of the people. You mean a few people? A few people, but you know, like those. Hopefully, those people are the same sort of people. Yeah, They're exactly. interested in seeing the Predator return. Yep. And getting those nods. It's just unfortunate that you know a new audience probably doesn't quite pick up on it as well. Yep. Um, Which is sad that it didn't make the kind of money. Look, still 127 million at the box office isn't too bad. Yeah, it's just not the money they were looking for. They were looking for big budget, like big blockbuster sort of money. Yeah, 
I forgot one of my one of my biggest likes. Yeah. The uh, the way the Yakuza fella goes out. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the nod the... back to the old. I mean, he takes the, the the sword, and then nod back to the old sort of classic samurai imagery of. The, the long grass that's shimmering in the wind yeah, and stuff like yeah. that. And then they go with this really dark sort of – this really dark look to it. I mean, he's covered in tattoos too as well, so it kind of looks all shadowed. And then when they're going at each other, you're getting the sort of – the red blood spatter and the green yeah, blood spatter like is the that. only sort of bright spots. And the way that it's – I mean, it's, it's cliche, but the way that he sort of – he finishes the job and then just keels over himself. Yeah. I don't know why, but I just fucking love it. That was yeah. one of my favourite scenes in the whole movie. I thought that was fantastic as well. And I think visually, this is really, really strong um, as far as an action film goes. It's really, really strong. The colour palette's great. The The action beats are really well done. It's not a jerky sort of handheld type of film. I've got, um, I've got plenty more dislikes to throw at you. Oh, so have you? Okay. I'd like to hear your thoughts on some of them. Okay. Uh, one of my real problems... The Walt Goggins talking about raping. Shit. Yeah, yeah. That, totally that, unnecessary. That, that was probably unnecessary. We knew he was a piece of shit. They're talking about, you know, I'm going to snort a rape out of cocaine. And... And... Yeah, that, I just felt like that cheapened it a bit. I mean, we're watching we're watching a popcorn movie here. I don't want to hear shit like that. Yeah. I find it, it kind of it kind of fucking sickens me that we, yeah. we hear that movie used as like, we hear that sort of line used as an used Is it meant to be a joke? It's supposed to be funny. Yeah. And it's not funny. It's not fucking funny at all. I think the joke's supposed to be the Topher Grace's response to it. Yeah, but exactly. It but doesn't matter. It's just it doesn't a, matter. Probably exactly. not really necessary. You could have got the exact same thing if he said, I'm going to go home and snort a man of coke. Snort a man of coke and screw some chicks or yeah. something like that. The exact same response from Topher Grace would have been, the, everything would have been the same. Yeah. You didn't need to go down that path. And I mean, we've probably made it pretty clear about our feelings on that sort of shit mm. in movies. I'm not. I'm not down for it, no. um, especially when uh, other parts of his character, like when they're talking about their kids, yeah. and he lifts up his shirt and he's got the tattoo of the chick on there, and he goes, "This is so and so," and they goes, "Is that your girlfriend?" And he's like, "No, that's my sister." That sort of stuff was really funny, yeah. and then they took it just a bit too far. Yeah, it was probably just that we we need to we want to squeeze another joke here. Yeah, oh, this exactly, funny exactly. Exactly, didn't kind of work. Um, it didn't work. Yeah, it just. That one left a really sort of bad taste in my mouth. Some of the special effects, it's really up and down. The cloaking looks better than it's ever looked, mm. I think. But some of the blood, especially towards the last fight between the Berserker and the classic Predator, yeah. when the when the Berserker's head's cut off by Adrian Brody, that looks like shit. Especially especially how good the the practical blood looked yeah. in the previous couple of movies. Yeah. You can tell this is CGI and it stinks. It stinks to high heavens. Um, and Nolan, when he's finally killed. Yeah, he just exploded. <laughs> looks he? Like asi- it looks like the asylum. Yeah. Just it's terrible. <laughs> just explodes into a bloody massive load of guts. Yeah. The Danny Trejo bit, although I really liked it um, the first couple of times I saw it, this time around on the back of the hounds, and taking taking that whole hunting thing to the next level, setting the trap yeah. again. I was a bit sort of like, do we do we need to do that? The, the the scene itself, I think it was strong enough to get over that. Like yeah. you weren't thinking about that. You were actually thinking it was very cool how they shot him and then walked off and he kept talking. Yeah, um, and it did play on what we knew about the the predators previously. I know I'm I'm getting stuck into Topher Grace's character, but 
Edwin wouldn't have lasted five minutes. No. I think the idea was he was being protected by them. He was being protected but, by the big fella, but he wouldn't have lasted five minutes. Nah. Um, basically, Carl Weathers couldn't hang. <laughs> Weathers couldn't hang. Weathers couldn't hang. <laughs> neither, could, neither could Bill Duke. Yeah. Neither could uh, Sonny, Sonny, Landon. Sonny Landon. Neither could Jesse Ventura. Jesse Ventura couldn't hang. hang. Edward is not hanging. He's, no. he's gone. I don't care if he's a serial he's killer. He's the first to go. He's the, he's, the, he's the quiet sort of, you know, creep up on you in your sleep. Predators don't sleep. Yeah. I guarantee you. And he's, he's the, he, he could have been in replaced uh, in the kill of Danny Treasure. Yeah, he could have yeah. been the one. That's he could have been the guy that could have been stuck there. Yeah, I just, I mean, I got a I, lot of I'm problems. I'm in agreement with you. That character can disappear. Yeah, there's there's ways to 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 get there without yeah. him. Um, and I think the mystery was what they were banking on, and it wasn't a mystery. You yeah, it wasn't good enough. Go. It, it wasn't enough mystery. Yeah, to hold you there. Anything else, mate? Uh, I think that's probably got me. A couple of the, cl- the the classic tropes at the end, where you know they exchange names and then yeah. the uh, the parachutes come down. But I, I actually really like that. They my, were they were cliche, but I loved it. My one last like, long tall Sally or whatever, in the credits, the song. From oh the yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. When they're I thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I thought that was really cool. Overall, I think it's a fantastic film, and I think. Anyone who hasn't seen it really needs to get out there and have a look at it because it is a good way to bring the Predators back. I am quite pumped for the new one. I can't wait. Um, I'm just hoping it doesn't get mired in development hell and yeah. drop off the, the face of the you know the earth. Yeah. I but just think, I mean, yeah, I agree with on this one. If you'd liked the first one, even if you didn't love it as much as we do, if you thought it was a pretty good action movie and you like action movies, surely you would like Predators. Yeah, absolutely. There's not too much to really, unless you're really nitpicking, there are some things to pick apart about it, but if you just go along with it, it's really good fun. And bottom line is after watching those two movies, I would agree it's right up there in the franchises for me. Mm. Both films are strong. Both films have their their positives. Both of them have more negatives than the original, but... Both of them still work, and I think they do. Inc- they push the mythology forward, mm. and that's I what actually, good sequels do. I think watching it this time around, I I think I my appreciation for Predator Two actually grew, mm. and even Predators. I thought was I just caught up in it uh, the last couple of times I watched it because it's still you know it's still fairly recent, even though I've seen it a few times. It's still only five years old, mm. but I still I just love it. I love the whole series, except well. Not counting Alien vs Predator. Those three films, I just love them. Yeah. That was uh, Predator and Predator, Predator 2 and Predators, our first double bill. We'll take one last break and then we'll come back and talk about next week's double bill. Stay tuned. Once again, big thanks to Alistair for getting in touch with us. 
uh, and recommending us we cover these films. We really had a great time. We are big fans of these movies. So we didn't need that, the, we didn't need the excuse. No, we didn't need the. We excuse. were going to jump in it at, at some stage, but Absolutely. as soon as it was mentioned, yeah, yeah straight we felt on. it was the right way to go. So thanks for that, Alistair. Anyone else um, out there listening to the podcast? If you want to drop us a line, give us a movie to watch, anything at all, give us some feedback. You can get to us through our Facebook page, which is Thrill Me Podcast Australia, or at our email address, which is thrillme at iinet.net.au. Next episode, another double bill, people. We're going back to back. This time we're going with horror, and I mean fucking horror. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to go with the double bill of Prom Night from 1981 and its remake from 2008. Thrill Me Goes to the Dance. Fucking hell. Have you got a date? You want to go together? Oh, Get shit. your double denim on. I'll get the double denim on. <laughs> some we'll sit, in the, we'll sit in the corner and, uh, sit in the corner and uh, nudge each other and laugh all night while all the girls are dancing. Yeah. <laughs> sounds, like, uh, sounds like high school. <laughs> Again, thanks everyone for listening. Tune in for next episode. Until then, we'll catch you later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me, all one word, all lowercase, at iinet.net.au.